All right, question number four on daily hypothetical. Uh, this is a fun one, I think. Would you rather, anytime you hear any music play, be it on the radio or live music, you have to interject, you have to kind of stop everyone and be like, oh, the bass player is a little sharp. And then, or, you know, the singer is a little flat. You always have to comment that something's sharp or flat, and if someone asks why, you have to say, oh, it's because I have perfect pitch. I can tell exactly when something's sharp or flat. So every time you hear music, you have to say that and then respond, I have perfect pitch. Or anytime someone misuses the words who and whom, you have to immediately correct them, but the way that you correct them is you have to also explain to them exactly why they're wrong and say, actually, you know, who was the subject, so you need to be using whom or however the actual thing goes. This includes in written communication. If someone uses who and whom wrong in an email, you have to reply back directly to that person and explain to them why they had done that wrong in an email. So which would you choose? Perfect pitch or who, whom, grammar Nazi? Oh boy, <laughs> this is this is truly awful. I think what this question boils down to is not even a question. It's just, hey, you're gonna hate yourself, and what would you rather it be for? For being a grammar Nazi or for this perfect pitch douche? Um, oh, it's just so awful. I guess if I like, I'm splitting hairs here at this point, and I actually do worry that. Whatever the outcome, if you're gonna, if you're faced to have to deal with that the rest of your life, you you may just and genuinely end up hating yourself, um, and develop some very deep-seated psychological issues that, like, like entertaining thoughts of suicide and that stuff may legitimately happen. Anyway, uh, I guess I choose the who versus whom just because music is way too ubiquitous. Like, it's just there's way too many scenarios where you're listening to music. And in a, and I just, I don't know, I don't have anything to base this on. My gut reaction just says that the who versus whom thing is like, oh, he's just like a stickler for grammar, fine. And, and to some degree, people, because they hate it so much when you do it, are just going to get better at it around you. And like, I suspect people before they email, you're going to get less email, number one. And then people are actually going to learn, like people who interact with you on an irregular basis are actually going to learn how to use who and whom, so that it's gonna happen less frequently to you over time. Whereas music, they don't have any control over that. So for that reason, I choose who versus whom. Hey Nick, uh, great hypothetical there. It feels a little upside to me again. Uh, the the perfect pitch uh, one is, is so, uh, it's just so obnoxious and there's no way to avoid that, that you know, you're kind of quite drawn quickly to the whom versus who who thing. Um, I think there's probably a way, you know, you could be still considerate and not not too bad and make it more of a funny quirk than, whereas the, 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 uh, the perfect pitch thing, you are just an obnoxious ass who, and people just don't go anywhere near you with anything to do with music. And the one thing I thought that um, might even out is if the um, who versus whom was preceded by as a first language English speaker, you should really know that, uh, and if you had to say that every time, or something like that, if there's some kind of thing you have to do, that would make it much harder. Ciao. 
Uh, this this is this is a good one. This is uh, yeah, I like I like this one. Um, this is probably going to take more than a minute, so I'll have to I'll have to call in twice for this. So the let's start with the grammar. I think the people that you email, correspond, message, speak to the most will be friends and family, and friends and family would very quickly learn the correct usage. So actually, the amount of times um, you're correcting people would would vastly reduce within the first month of uh, of having to do so. Um, it then just becomes an embarrassment or awkward every time you meet somebody new or email somebody new or or even like the director of you know a company or the yeah, CFO so you know, emailing you and you have to correct them. That's that yeah that's that's difficult. Um, yeah, that doesn't yeah. Well, um, okay, so so I think with the I'm going to move on to the next calling. Okay, so with the pitch perfect thing, I have no concept of how often songs are off key. I'm tone deaf, so um, on one hand, it'd be nice to have perfect pitch because I've got no concept of what that actually is. But um, so I, I'm going to assume for this that the vast majority of songs are off key or off pitch um, more than once each. Uh, so that would mean that you are then creating a very, very narrow limited playlist probably of classical music and opera and do you know what i don't think that's necessarily uh, a, a bad thing um as a bit of culture um uh but then it's awkward when you're out and about or yeah you're in a friends and they're playing a bit of music and you're constantly having to yeah, it's a tough one this is a really tough one um but i think i think i keep chopping and changing my idea but i think i would choose the pitch perfect uh, yeah, pitch perfect um, because it's not going to insult people. All right, some great responses, guys. Uh, there's still about 10 hours left in the day, so I'll leave the lines open. But, uh, Kieran, I liked your suggestion making the who versus whom a little more obnoxious. So you're saying you have to be a little snotty about it, like, oh, as a speaker of English, you need. Um, I'd like to also clarify that this goes for... Um, and maybe to make it more even also, this goes anytime you read it. So if you read it in a book or in a newspaper or on a web page used incorrectly, you have to actually email the author of, or the publisher. So you're, this is going to be happening a lot to you where you have to just like go and email anything you read. If you see it on a billboard, you have to find who to email <laughs> and, um, maybe making the music one less prevalent. Well, I don't know. We'll leave it there. Let's see if that changes your answers at all. Don't feel compelled to respond. Anyone listening, uh, if you download the Anchor app, you can search for Daily Hypothetical and respond yourself. Oh boy, yeah, that clarification. If I have to email the author or write to the author anytime I witness a who versus whom grammar error would, would change my results. Um, I think the time and effort involved in that is onerous. Um, it's, it's small each individual time, but it, it gets really annoying. And I think it would actually cause you to stop, like you'd be afraid to read an article online because you're, you're afraid that you're going to come across this problem. And, and I think it would meaningfully affect your willingness and excitement around reading, which I think is a huge sacrifice. So that would change my result. One way you could tweak this is instead of having to email the author, if you ever write, read, observe a who versus whom error, and you're with anybody at the time, like you're at the coffee shop with your, you know, your girlfriend or your wife, and you're both reading, 
you know, the paper and you come across, you got to stop the conversation, you know, you have to stop what you're doing and then and pull them into the conversation. Hey, look at this area and explain it. Uh, or if you're at work and you, your colleagues next to you, you got to look over and, and interrupt them and, and tell them you, you found this. If they're like within earshot of you, you've got to tell them. That would, I think, even the, the score with the music. And in that case, I think I still take the grammar Nazi versus the, the music snob. Uh, Dave, I love where you were going there at the end. Um, I, it made me think, what if instead of having to email someone, what you do is you actually have to create like a Twitter account or something. And every time you run across the incorrect usage of who, you have to tweet it out or advertise it. Like, I think that's actually a winning Twitter account. That's one of those novelty Twitter accounts where, you know, you'll get like a million followers just because it's funny. Um, I follow one called Big Ben Clock. And every hour on the hour, it just tweets out bong the number of times of the hour. So at three o'clock, it just goes bong, bong, bong. I think this would get some traction. Uh, so I like where your head's at there. I like the direction that was going. Although I'm about to announce the winner and you'll see ultimately you were, you were incorrect. Okay, great stuff, guys. And the winner is... Kieran, who was our first respondent, the correct answer was definitely who versus whom. Kieran gets bonus points on his response because he actually offered a correction to try to balance it when he thinks it's out of balance, which is super encouraged in the responses. Uh, I love where your head's at there. I love your correction. Dave and Jerry, you both um, really screwed up in your responses. You surmised that once people realize, once you've corrected their who versus whom enough, uh, that they would eventually just get it right. That's exactly backwards. Uh, I'm your friend, so I know at least one person that once they realize what's going on is going to just once or twice a day send you an incorrect usage of who or whom just to force you to have to do that. Uh, I think most people would just hate you so much they'd start torturing you in that way and never change their behavior. So super incorrect. I had to really mark you down for that. Congratulations to Kieran.